Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. I would start off by talking about these books with a price, about with a price. So I don't think that's where you write books. If there's need, let's go to the next slide. Amen. Hallelujah. So, but with the prize, I don't know if you can see this well uh, because of the recording. Amen. So, let's, I'm just going to just show us this. These are three buildings here. These are three different buildings here. You have a pub, you have a very, one, a very nice house, and you have a church. And you have a church. You know, if there are things you can, if you are any normal, any just any person at all, and somebody walks into this church and brings in um, beer. You don't have to be a Christian before you say, excuse me, you can't do that. If, if I don't believe I want to walk into this place. There are certain things that they will naturally not take into that place. Jacob of Johnson. In this, in this house, as good as you can have somebody's room where it is pasted with um, sun, the sun, girls, basically half-naked stuff and things like that, but you will not you will not expect, because they are whole buildings, you will not expect this person to bring it into that place. Do we all agree? Now, there's a reason why this video went viral. Can I have the next slide? This man, the sad thing was that they were preaching the fear of God. When you listen to, when you watch the video, they were preaching, the bad, man preaching at the background, the very large church, the man preaching at the background was preaching the fear of God and was watching porn during the sermon. You get what I'm trying to say? Now, there is a reason why this video went viral. Why? Because if you are to be watching it in his house, no one will have said anything. If you are to watch it in the pub, no one will have said anything. But why it went viral? was that he was watching it in a church. So although they are all buildings, there are certain things you are not expected. It doesn't make natural sense for you to do that. Not the thing considering that, that you know you know you have you have some churches that have been converted into into pubs anyway. You have one in you have this particular church as a converted to a pub. But what I'm trying to say is that, do you know why this place is also selling? This pub is selling a lot. Why? Because the feeling of drinking in the church. Why? Because you know it is not, you are going against convention. How does this happen to us? matter to us is that because you and every other person are the same human beings. One is a temple, the other one is a house. That's why Jesus said, 
in the first Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 16 to 9, said, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? So that means that if I, if I agree that there are certain things you take into a pub and nobody would, would raise an eyebrow, but you cannot take them into a church, then if I am the temple of God, then I need to understand that, yes, I could be the same as the other person, but I'm different. Why? Because you don't bring stuff into a temple. Does that make sense? Is it just how people can say, oh, no, no, you can't bring that to a church, that is wrong. But they've forgotten that <coughs> they are bringing it into themselves. The temple. Does that make sense? And it's interesting that, you know, the Bible also says that if you go down to the, he said, he said, let no one deceive himself. Basically, that means that you could, you could think, you know, I'm just like any other human being. It's not, it's not a problem. But I was, why I pointed out is that for us to know that, see, that building, they are both buildings. They were both made from bricks. There is nothing physically different. But what makes it different is who is, is in that building. That is why you will not, even, even, even before they stopped non-smoking, you will not take smoking into it. You will not be smoking in, um, in, in, in uh, what's it called, in a church or a temple. Why? Because it's a temple. It's common sense. But the challenge at times is we don't think it is common sense. It's that we don't understand that we are the temple of God. I'm taking this somewhere. I just wanted to point that out to us. Is that for you to know that because you are like any other human being walking on the streets, you are totally different. If you can differentiate between a pub and a house and a church, you should be able to differentiate between you and any other person walking around. Why is it important that we start off with this? See, when we are saying both for service or call to service, if you don't know your empty to give, there is nothing you want to serve anyway. If they, see, no matter how much faith we are talking about, do you know that? Do you know, you know that? Um, okay. No matter how much faith you have, there is the argument around the, uh, is it um, Manchester uh, United coach? He doesn't get a job or not. They are looking for coach. Why did you not submit application? Is the job not online? <laughs> because you know there's something you want to give. See, no matter how much I preach faith to you, if you first of all don't understand what you have as a Christian, there are some things you will not even bother applying for because it doesn't matter. There are so many jobs online now, chief executive and things like that. Why don't you apply for it? <laughs> because you don't, 
know what you have. Does this make sense? God help us in Jesus' name. So let's see what Jesus says here in John chapter 5, verse 21 to 22. He says, as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so, he has given life. Sorry, even so, the Son gives life, life to whom he wills. The Bible says God has the power to give life, but even so, Jesus himself, has the power to give life and he can give it to whosoever he wills. I'm getting here with someone. Now, Jesus now said to us, John chapter 20, verse 21, he said, so the Father, so Jesus said to them again, peace be unto you, as the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. If I ask you, can you give life to something? You probably say no. Why? Jesus, this is Jesus talking to his father. John chapter 17, verse 18. He said, As you sent me into this world, just as the way you sent me, I have I have also sent them into the world. Please, will it be right? Does that make sense? That Jesus would, the Bible says that Jesus has life and he can give life. Would Jesus be right to say, as you have sent me, so have I sent them? <clears throat> Look at the same statement that Jesus said in those two scriptures. Has you sent me? What he's saying, the way you sent me, I am sending them. Jesus could have said, you sent me and I'm sending them. But Jesus said, has you sent me? Basically, the way you sent me, I am sending them. If I send Sister Laulu to Daginamitu, and I gave her 20 pounds, and I sent Hannah to Daginamitu with 5 pounds, I have not sent her the way I sent Stalao. Jesus will be wrong to say, as you sent me. If you have not been sent the same way Jesus was sent. It will be wrong for Jesus to say in the book of Revelations, that I will give the seats in heaven to those who conquered just as I have conquered. He didn't say the way they can conquer. He said just as I have conquered. Why? Because you are giving, you and I are giving the same measure he gives to us. Before we go, I'm trying to make you understand what you have. But the problem is that most of us, because we see a pub, a house, we think they are all houses anyway. But they are not. May God grant us grace. In Jesus' name.
So there is there is something inside of you to, that you have to give. There is something in, God has placed inside of you that you have to give. In fact, that thing protects you. Let us see Isaiah. I'm not doing Isaiah chapter. Isaiah chapter 56 or 65. From verse 8 to 6. From verse 6 to 8, sorry. 6 to 8. He said, Behold, it is written before me. I will not keep silent, but I will repay them, even repay them in, in their bosom. Your iniquities and the iniquities of your father together, says the Lord, who have burnt incense on the mountains and blasphemed me on the hills. Therefore, I would measure their former work into their bosom, thus hear the Lord. The wine, so basically God is saying, I would repay these people. But he now exempted some people. He said, thus hear the Lord. As the wine is found in a cluster, and one says, do not destroy it, because there is a blessing inside of it. So will I do for my servant's sake. That means that even if there is something coming around them, they will not be destroyed because there is something inside of them that when the attack comes to a point, it stops. That is why Paul was saying we are being um, uh, battered on both sides but with pressure, but not crushed. Does this make sense to us? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me... I'll come back to that. I want you to... Um, you don't have to open it. We all know it. How many of us in the scripture? I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can you write one thing that Christ can, you, you, that scripture jacks up in you? You can write it down. You know, I, I, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. We, 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 we would come back to it if you don't mind. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. So that you don't want to sleep off. Amen. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. Now, I've said this for a while, but I just wanted to, it's important for where we are going. When you read verse 11, it says that he gave some pastors, prophets, and apostles. You know, I've said this before. The pastors, prophets, and apostles are not the one doing ministry. Most of the people in the church, when they say who is in ministry, they point out to pastor. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says, after he appointed them to a, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. What is ministry? Ministry means to minister. That is to serve. To meet the needs. 
of people. To meet the needs of people. And that is not age bound in any way. See, when you don't, when you are not doing ministry, see, what the church is there for is to impact you so that you can carry out the work of ministry. One of the greatest sermons in the scriptures in the, in the book of Acts is in Acts chapter 7, given by Stephen. And Stephen was in the church. What was the job of Stephen in the church? Serving food. Acts chapter 6. But when you go to Acts chapter 7, he began to preach that the whole, everybody, almost the whole nation gave their life to Christ. But his job was not to be in the church and preach it. And see, if you read Acts chapter 7 well, when you see how Stephen divided the whole testament, you will never see even Peter do that. But when they wanted to distribute food, Peter said, We're not going to distribute, we'll be teaching the Bible. Go and look for people that will be giving out food. So we'll get there. Now, can I, I don't know if we, so if we go to John chapter 2, don't worry about John, John, John chapter 2, verse 11. Now, so there's, the Bible says, okay, let me just, I'll just quote that scripture. The Bible says that, The Bible says that the, the, the kingdom of God. Okay, sorry, let's go to John chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 13. Let's go up, please. Matthew chapter 13, verse, uh, 30, verse 31 to 22. Another parable is said, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Which indeed is the least, so that is, is the smallest seed of all. But when it is grown, it becomes a tree, a very big tree that all the plant, all the, um, all the, all, all the, all the birds and things that begin to come upon it. But what what is started by saying that it says the the kingdom of God starts with a very small seed, but until you put that seed to work, it would never grow. I've shared with us over and over again that the disciples of Jesus never did miracles when Jesus was there. The only time they, every miracle that they did was when Jesus sent them and they were on their own. And when they sent them, when they did miracles, they came and said, oh, we didn't know that we could do that. That's what they said. That is it, they were shocked when they came back. But why were they not doing it before? Because he was sitting in there. But until they stood up and did something with it, it would never become anything. And that is what the kingdom of God is. See, there are people in the scriptures, and I would just 
point out a couple of things to you as you begin to as we begin to just move through this in the scriptures. David. David was anointed as a king. But if he refused to serve and take the food to his brothers at the battlefront, that anointing will be there forever. It will never become anything. Daniel. If Daniel never chose to, in Daniel chapter 9 and 10, if he never chose to seek the face of God for his nation, even though he was living in a palace, if he never chose to serve, Daniel would never be where he is. You can go through, I can go through horn and horn in the scriptures. Even Jesus himself. Jesus' ministry will never have known anything if he did not serve his mother, not God. Because he said, when they told him about um, come and turn the water to wine, he said, ah. He said, it's not my time. But at the result of his obedience, sorry, I know I'm, I'm dropping scriptures around, just John chapter 2, verse 11. And when he turned, he went, he went to Galilee, and he, told, he said, this was the beginning of, this, of, the, of, of the signs of Jesus in Canaan, of Galilee. And his manifestation, he manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. What brought about Jesus' first appearance of miracle? Service. <laughs> Serving other people's, supporting, making sure that other people are okay. If not for that, Jesus would have missed this opportunity of a source miracle. I think most of the time we have we, we have indoctrinated ourselves to a point that that you know people are, do not maybe don't understand certain things. People go by saying the Bible says I am the head and not the tail. So everybody wants to be the head. But what we fail to understand is that at times when God says you are the head and not the tail, you are the head in the place he has called you to. You don't have to be the head of... <laughs> oh God. That is the problem. See, the difference between this country and Nigeria is that in Nigeria, everybody wants to become the top. Here, people are comfortable whatever they want. They, 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 they are doing. That's what causes, that's what brings order anyway. All I'm trying to say to you before we begin to go before we begin to go further is that service is important. Service is important. Committing yourself to something. Committing yourself to something. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Joshua was one in the Bible. Joshua chapter, uh, sorry, Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. The Bible says that when Moses will leave, when Moses will leave, he will do ministry. Moses will say, yeah, Joshua, sleep, sleep by the altar. And Joshua remained there. He was a young man. See, 
God did not go and pick Joshua for, for no reason. He was there at the point of service. See, let me ask you one question. See, this is where people, the people say, I want you to mentor me. People have no key for mentoring. When Moses was leaving, Moses said, Joshua, sit there. A young boy. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What do you mean by that? Abraham said, after Moses spoke to everybody, everybody went into their house. Moses said, Joshua, you stay there. Exodus chapter 24, from verse 11 to 13, you will see that, see, that's why you see, you read all these kind of books and you know, you get Exodus chapter 24. Now, the Bible says here, the story is, is simply this. Exodus chapter 24, verse 11 to 13. When the elders of Israel, when they went to the top of the mountain, God prepared the table for them. And God provided the food and the whole head. After eating, Moses told Joshua, Joshua, let us go. All the elders were sitting down. Moses was going to get the law. What did he do? He fasted for 40 days. What was Joshua there? Sitting down and looking. Joshua said, excuse me, man. Why are all these people sitting down eating? I think I sit down and eat. So when God was going to choose his successor, Joseph said, I am the one eating. I know the one I'm looking for. See all these elders. Joshua was not the hell. They had elders of Israel. As you can see here, there were, um, there were 70 elders of Israel. And God left all those 70 elders and went to pick, pick Joshua. Can I ask you a question? How many times did God call someone? Ma? God called Samuel three times. Can I ask you a question? When he went to meet Evie, and Evie said, I do not think it is God. Go back. Why did God not say, I'm the one calling you? Most people will say, I don't, he, he doesn't understand what's going on. God repeated the same thing even knowing that Eli was wrong. Some people have run past God. I am confident in what God is saying to me. He has no clue. She has no clue. And this, and this, and God did not say that. Until when Eli said, when he comes by, this is what you say. Then God now responded. Have you ever bothered to ask yourself the question, why did God not say, leave Eli alone? He has no clue. This is what I'm talking to you about anyway. But God kept on saying, Samuel. And Samuel will stand up again and go and meet him. <laughs> and he says, no, I don't think it is God. And Samuel came back and slept. God called him again. <laughs> he went back to the same thing. If it was you, you would have told Samuel, ah, this, leave that old man. He has no clue what we are talking about here. Let, this is what I'm saying to you. Most people have had prophecy and run 
away. And what was God doing? He was raising Samuel. God was not only interested in speaking to him, he was interested in him raising his ability inside him. Because he would not have sustained that seat. Because that was what disqualified the children of Eden. Wasn't that they were not hearing God? They were children of priests. See, the place of service is important before God. And this is what I'm saying to us that, see, no matter where God has called you, even in your career, see, that's why I said the greatest sermon in the, in the, in the after the apostles was not preached in church. So I am even talking to you. See, there are sometimes we think that the agenda of God is to change, like for example, Daniel. Daniel was serving the Bible. And a godly man. But you never see the Bible say that Daniel went there and Daniel was telling them, This is what you're doing that's wrong, God is against you. But Daniel served to a point that the king said, You know what, this guy is different. It's easy to talk. It's easy to talk. Why am I sharing all of this? Because we are looking at a year of increase and harvest. And see, there are so many people who, who talk about harvest and nothing comes. Or they just God just gives them a trickle of whatever it is that they want and they are satisfied. If you go to Luke chapter Luke chapter 16, verse 12. This summarizes what I'm saying. It's direct and clear. This is Jesus talking. He said, if you have not been faithful in what belongs to another man, yes. who will give you yours? That is Jesus talking. Forget about promotion. If you are not going to be faithful in what belongs to another person, then that is the people. May God help us all. You say, hello. You, you can't do that, you're a pastor. But what people don't understand is that God is looking at them and saying, okay, if I really want to call you a pastor, you, you are actually showing what you will do. I want to become the next CEO of XYZ, we are not willing to serve. In the kingdom of God, the way to get to anywhere is by service. Career-wise. See, this is a slide before. There is this lady, Nancy Pelosi, she is the most powerful woman in America. She became the speaker of the house. Second time in history, it has never happened. But where did she start from? This is her with Kennedy. She was a high school student. She didn't just turn up in the morning and got there and she served her way through. The 
problem is that we have been teaching people, no, you can't just jump up there. It doesn't happen. It is not in the interest of God to promote a non-entity to the top. It is the truth. It is never in the interest of God. That is why some countries are not moving forward. Because somebody can wake up one morning. See the beauty happening in America. <laughs> that is what happens <laughs> when you bring somebody from nowhere. Obama, do you think he just got up there? He had served even from his high school. The problem we are having is that there is nobody prepared to serve without their own interest in it. Why would I be wasting my time mentoring some kids? What, what, what is there for me? Why would I spend my time doing X, Y, Z? What is there for me? God help us in Jesus' name. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. So do I have volunteers? It's not the door. Do you have volunteers of anybody who, who, who said, who, who thought about what? I'm oh, sorry, I forgot to get the time. Amen. Okay. Um, Philippians chapter 14, verse 13. Can I have one or two people who can shout out their I didn't say read the Bible. Yeah, we said, what do you believe? What do you think that God is going to strengthen you from? Do you have volunteers? Yes, ma. To raise the dead. Amen. And it's so. Amen. Any other person, Philippians 4, verse 13. Go to raise the dead. Amen. Any other person, neutral person, no, you try times of it is not raising the dead. You know what I'm saying? We have two people that does raise the dead. Did you write everything now? To effect change positive. To effect change positive. Amen. Now, let's read. Let's go to that Philippians chapter four. Are we there? Verse thirteen. I can do all things to try to last stretches. Please read from verse 12 to verse 14. I know I have to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty. Mm -hmm. With plenty of little. Mm -hmm. But I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So, what was Paul talking about when he says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me? See, at the time Paul is not looking from heaven, wondering, these people have no fear. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can get that job. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Paul is saying, No. So, when I have no food and I'm hungry, I don't complain because I can go through that period because Jesus is strengthening Can I see how much scriptures we just pick? 
why we have indoctrinated ourselves with things. That <laughs> what we have, what we try to get, it's about, it's, there is nobody who's willing to serve. See, there's a lot of misconception of scriptures. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. See, let me just, because we will we, we'll be going there, um, um, we'll be talking much about, about um, um, weddings, marriage, sorry, uh, at some time. Uh, but he, Amen. Let me let me just let me just read one thing scripture for you. Another misconception that you you can your eyes can we can we, we can we can all get there. First Timothy chapter five. Do we have the time to first Timothy chapter five? Verse, I think it's verse, is it verse 8 or 9? If anyone does not provide for his relatives, mm -hmm. and especially for his immediate family, yeah. he has denied the faith, and is worse than an unbeliever. Okay, that is what we now say. And the woman says that you know, if the husband does not provide, the Bible says you are worse than an unbeliever. I mean, the husband has had that sermon but do you know what, the, what Paul was talking to? He read from verse 5 or even go to the next verse. Next verse. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds. God bless you. If you go to verse 5, I think verse 5 also. So what was Paul talking about? A widow, widows in the house, in, in the area that people had widows, and you had people in those houses who were not providing for them. Except that wife wants to become a widow. See, that you are quoting scripture and saying, you know, maybe I'm not saying that we should help and provide for home. But the guy is not earning enough more than you do. You know, say, ah, the Bible says a man that cannot provide for his house is worse than an infidel. And the Bible is talking about widows. So except you are qualified to be a widow, then you can join the list of widows. Do you get what I'm trying to say? We just quote scripture. Ah, please, that is not a license that the man should not walk. Because the Bible says, if that does not walk, should not eat. But what the Bible, but what we have not done is that people will not say, that boy, how much does he think? I'm very, I'm higher than he is. How does he want to provide for me? 
The Bible says he that cannot provide for his house is worse than a And you just look at the person and just take your head. It is part of just taking scripture out of context and begin to run with it. I don't know how many sounds you've had around that. A man that cannot provide for his house is worse than worse than. I am not saying men should not provide for their house. But what we've done is that we made it a law for them. And so what, you know what will happen is that for the man also not to feel that he doesn't have enough, he makes sure his wife doesn't get any job that hates more than he does. And, and because as long as I'm the one who's supposed to be providing, God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we would we would end with this. Acts chapter six. We Acts chapter six. I've shared this with us. Saving being filled with the power of with, with, with the faith and with power did great signs and wonders among the people. But where was he? What was his job? He was only feeding people in the kitchen. The Bible even says that there arose a great people began to um, rise up against him. Do you have verse 15 there or not? And the Bible says that. It got to a point that when Stephen sat, the Bible says that he sat in the council and was looking steadily, and sorry, the whole, whole who sat in the council looking steadily at him saw his face as of the face of an angel. It got to a point, the anointing on Stephen was so huge. That when people began to see him, they saw an angel. What was he doing? He was just doing what you call a minor job. At times, the one of the problems that even at your workplace, in your career, you have a segment of spiritual life and you have another segment of work life. So the anointing of God does not come upon what you are doing. You are not looking out that God would... You, I, I was listening to John Maxwell. And John Maxwell was preaching to a place of about 600... It was, it was, in, it was I think it was in Asia, about one of the top banks there. And they brought people from around the world and had about, about 500 or so and was teaching them about leadership. And one of them was saying that, no, where did you get all these principles from? He said, well, if I tell you, you wouldn't like it. I said, well, tell us, we, we, we don't mind. And he said, well, I learned everything from, from the Bible. Jesus is the greatest leader. Every principle that you see me teach, I got from the scriptures. And people were like, oh, at least I said, he said, I told you, you wouldn't like it anyway. Then he said, but in case you want to know more about Jesus, it's not a problem. He said, we're having dinner. The, the, the bank was having a dinner. And he said, I'll be standing around the corner there by the um, by a, a, a door to the way to the toilet and things like that. 
So when we left the place, he had a couple of people who were talking to him. So he had to go to his hotel and come back because we started at like an hour later, but he got there and about 13 minutes late. By the time he went to that place of the toilet place, the whole place was packed. People were queuing up. And these are top bankers. Why? Because he, had, he, he knows that when he's standing to talk to CIA, he, he has conference with, with CIA um, board members and things like that. He is conscious that the anointing of God is flowing through what he's doing. Doesn't have to quote scriptures. But he's conscious of it. Your place of service is, is in your place where God has called you to minister is in different places. It may not necessarily be in a church setting. But are you conscious that the Spirit of God is walking through your house? Are you conscious that the Spirit of God is walking through you at those times? It's interesting how God picks David when God wanted to pick a king for Israel. He said, I have found David. What was his qualification? He's a good shepherd. If he can handle sheep, he can handle my people. Where God is taking you, they have nothing relevant to what you're doing. God is not interested in positions that you occupy. He's interested in what you are willing to do. In the modern world, they call it transferable skills. That is what God always looks for in places. That is why there were 70 elders in Israel. And God went to pick a young boy to be their leader. Because what he was looking for was not positions, but the skills they developed. When Moses said, God made a table for them and said, sit down and eat. They just said, ah, yes, this is our seat as, as, as leaders of Israel. And they were eating. They didn't know they were eating it with their destiny. Because <laughs> <laughs> as far as God is concerned, <laughs> pack them to us and let them eat. It's not a problem. <laughs> this year, there is a lot of work to do. There's a lot of harvest. God, God will be calling us into places. We will be, we see, and, and there has to be, God is going to see, most of your faith will be challenged. And we're saying to, we're saying to us, God is, God is telling us this year that we should, we should, we should begin to have, start a prison ministry. You are going to be meeting people in prison who will never come out of prison. So what is the gospel you are going to preach to them? You are going to get out in two weeks. <laughs> but the gospel you are going to preach today is the same gospel when a man in America went, when he was sentenced to life, life in prison. And he was so notorious, they had kind of notorious, and he, he, he was in shackles. So each time he goes for, for the worship, he, go, he goes they go in shackles. And because they will not let them lose. And when they when 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 somebody preaches the gospel to him and when he goes, he has a good voice. And when he goes to the choir um, stand, he's doing a believing praise and worship, and he will use his his um his chain 
to make the sound, the beats and the rhythm, are people who begin to sing and dance. And he wrote a letter to his family. He said, I am free. Get out of your prisons. You are in prison, and I'll be free now. What? He met Jesus. I will end it this way. This year, like I said, yes, some of us have entered the same car with God, only to move out of the bus stop and discover that we go to different destinations. That the servant of God was, in, was incarcerated in this country. I went there. Ah, you must pray for me to come out of this place. This suffering is too much. And we prayed. I just I said, please calm down. And as he settled down, he began to notice that people began, because he's a prophet, big people began to come to him for guidance of what God is doing. There were people in that place that were committing suicide in this country. But all of a sudden, his room became, became very full because everybody was hearing the direction for their life. And it began to, when they were doing, um, the, the services was getting filled in the prison or in the um, uh, detention camp, whatever it is, the way. And it was ministry. And I told him when I went there that I said, this is why God has seen you. Said, but all you need to do, and I'm begging you, you're going to get released. But please make sure you come back here and fulfill your purpose. Because he got out, he didn't go back. The day they were leaving, they had arrested another prophet. And he was delivered. And when I think he came in two days later, I said, You are going to leave this place. Also. And the prophet left. Must God begin to arrest people? <laughs> <laughs> On the road to go and preach. May you not be part of their list. Amen. <laughs> Because it concerns God so much. <coughs> that person is having one or two problems. And I'm saying, see, why don't you just take a week, a day, go into the place? There are people there who are looking for God. Just to get a direction for their life. But we are all here. Standing. Praising that Lord always. And God is saying, what have you done? Nothing. We went to a place, we went to do evangelism one day, away in that area where there was a church. I see this church also. There are prophets there. But we went there and we were just preaching in the and I saw a guy who was, I spoke to him, who was at the verge of just committing suicide. And when I spoke to him, he was showing me his pictures. 
I never knew that I don't follow the, the that kind of music, but it's on metal and all this kind of heavy metal and things like that. He was showing me his concert. He went on YouTube and showed me some of his videos. This guy feels stadium in America. He said, I have a show coming up. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. So, said, but thank you for coming. What annoyed me, a couple of walks in, there's a place, prophets are there. And they're walking past. And there's a man next door who's about to commit suicide. Maybe if they even know the person, they say, ah, that guy had flies probably jet. Ah, his life is he's so, so Salaru was there. The guy was sleeping on the he lied down under the um it was in the garden, it was sorry, in the, the park. Under the tree there. He was just lying down. I just went to speak to him. I did a little like in the book. Can you imagine? He's somebody, God has gifted somebody so much that he can tell you this is what is wrong, this is what is wrong. Pick everything spiritual and say this and this and this and this. He would hug you. He, he would be the first person you're talking to in the next one. There is harvest out there, but there is nobody doing anything. That is the problem. And God is taking very serious measures. <laughs> To get people to, to, to do his job. Why? That's why the Bible says where we started from. You don't deceive yourself. You don't hold your body. Maybe half of the problem that people are praying for, you would go. If God can get you to do something. Let's rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.